Hello, and welcome to Living Word Ministries, where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. He is risen. What a day to be in the presence of Almighty God. What a mighty God we serve. He promised us to give us a Savior, a Messiah. And at the fullness of the time, the Savior came. Even though that we, the people that he came to save, we did not even appreciate that he came to save us. What we do? What did we do? We condemn him to death. But at the point he was going to that cross, he prayed for us all. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And when the first time, because of you and I, the first time that Jesus was not able to communicate with the Father, when he was carrying the weight of our sin. And he went to that grave. And God, being almighty God, raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. The identity of Christ is passed on to us. Hallelujah. We wear the identity of Christ. Today, the message of Easter is where every Christian should dwell on. We talk about the cross. He did not end or finish at the cross. The cross was a means to get to the end. Hallelujah. We will come into um, the things. I'm just trying to lead us to know that resurrection is the end of the completion of setting man, humanity free. Hallelujah. If Jesus did not rise again, if God did not raise him, our faith would have been in, in tattered. Our hope would have been dashed. Christ's birth is significant, it's important, but it was a step. It was a means. It was going somewhere. His life, his ministry, there were means to get somewhere. The cross was a means until resurrection. We weren't complete. The assignment, the restoration, 
wasn't yet accomplished. Now, look at the disciples. Even on the Last Supper, Jesus was telling them that he will suffer death. He will go through that death to save us. But when he was crucified and put in that tomb, today, Sunday morning, when the women went to put the spies and found the stone rolled away and came to report to the apostles, did they believe? They didn't believe. Is Peter there, not there? Was Peter not the one that Christ, when he, was ans when, he was, when he posed the question, whom does people say I am? Peter was the one who gave the correct answer. You are the son of God. And Jesus said, you, this wasn't revealed to you by man, but this from the father above. Peter ran to the tomb and found that what the women said is true. The stone has been rolled, yet Peter did not believe. The apostles themselves, fear gripped them. Nobody was able to remember what Christ said. Even the women themselves, when they were going on that Sunday morning, they were going to anoint, to put spice. But they could not remember as well that today, it should have been the other way. Let us go and see whether the Lord is risen. What am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say to you is that there were fears. The women were afraid. And in the culture where Jesus came, the women at the time wasn't allowed to bear witnesses or come to the public and speak. The women were put down. But in the ministry of Christ, God, Christ honored women. And if you're a woman in our midst today, you must rejoice. Because even when they took Christ, from the time they arrested Christ, Mary Magdalene, Salome, Joanna, all these women were there until they followed Christ, they followed Joseph to know the exact tomb. And the women, Mary Magdalene was the first to see Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, was honored for being faithful to God's word. So we pray that God will honor the women as, Virgin, as Mary Magdalene was honored to be the first to see the risen Lord.
Hallelujah. Now, coming back to what I'm trying to say is that until the resurrection, and if you can recollect, we go into it, as I was saying that the women, they went there to anoint the body of Jesus Christ, to put spice. Rather, they would have gone there to see whether the Lord has been raised, as he said. But the account that Mary Magdalene or the encounter he had with the gardener, who is the, the Holy Spirit or the, the angel that was standing, he says, sir, if you know where they've put my Lord, can you let me know so that I will go and find him? As, he, as she was crying and speaking to what she thought is a gardener, Jesus was standing behind her shoulder. When she looked back, she could still not recognize the Lord, but the Lord, being whom he is, says, Mary, it's at that point that Mary recognized Jesus. That is restoration, opening of our eyes to see Jesus. Jesus opened his, her eyes. Jesus restored her in a way that she was able to recognize him. Hallelujah. Now, every one of these apostles, every, every stage, that fear, when we come into situation, let us hold on to the word of God. Let us have our faith renewed every time focusing on the word of God. Because if you look at people like Peter, disciples who have been with Christ, and you see them being afraid, the enemy uses fear and doubt to allow us away from the promises of God. Paul acknowledged it in Rome and 7. He says, what I want to do, I don't do. That which I don't want to do is what I find myself doing. He went to the extent and he said, who can help me? I'm, I can help myself. And he says, it's only Jesus Christ that can help him. It's only Jesus Christ can help us. As he was going through this situation, you know, the two disciples, the 11 were in Jerusalem the other two started going on the road to Emmaus. 
where, where are they living where the others are going? Where are they going? They're heading to the wrong direction. We all do it. A lot of Christians may have left the city of London because I can't bring my children in this city where there is killing every day. They're running away instead of dwelling on the word of God to pray. Everyone on Friday or Saturday, yesterday, did we go on the street praying? Did we? Why? Some of us who did, imagine that you pray for those streets and all these boys, if they come to those streets and the angel of the Lord hold their hand, they will never strike or they will not even get up to go to those streets to commit their crime. Imagine as you pray on those streets, the blood of Jesus is marked on the window, legend and the lentils and doors on those streets. When the enemy rise, it will see Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ, it will pass. We have to dwell on the promises of the Lord. Resurrection is the one that gives us the authority, a new identity, a new world where God, through the living Christ, is destroying sin. You might not see it. You might not see it with physical eye, but it's happening. It's happening. Hallelujah. Can each and every one of us say, I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. Because at the time Mary had an encounter with the gardener and then Jesus called Mary. Mary experienced Christ. Mary has to run and say, I have seen the Lord. Can we see the Lord in every situation we are going through? Hallelujah. And my prayer today is that you will see the Lord in every situation you are going through. Hallelujah. My message, as I say, we can entitle it Because He Lives or The Reality of the Resurrection of Christ. The Reality of the Resurrection of Christ. As I said before, Easter message is where we, the Christians, must dwell much on. Hallelujah. The mission of Christ to free 
humanity was accomplished on Easter morning, Sunday morning. Easter message is a good place for us to be, to dwell. Believers, we should dwell at it at all times. At the time of the burn uh, of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, they said, "A Savior is born. Glory to God in the highest, in the highest heaven. Peace on earth to all whom God favors." Hallelujah. And when it come to his ministry, we saw that the Lord began to do things, heal, preach, speak to people, begin to show, and the, the, the world recognized that Christ was teaching with authority. Hallelujah. His teaching is different from others. And even some of them say, teacher, we know that you speak, you teach correctly. They testify. You are honest. The dead and the cross, the barrier. And this reminds me when Christ was saying to God, if this cup, now if he will not take this cup, he says, like, I can, it's like, have I done enough? It wasn't that he, he didn't know the course of where he's going. It was like, have I done enough? The Lord, the, the God says, God said to him, you have to get to the end. You have to get to the end. Because the breakthrough, the freedom, the restoration is on the resurrection day. Hallelujah. And Christ's burial, resurrection was the epitome, the Mission accomplished. Mission to save humanity accomplished in resurrection. Hallelujah. Today, what identity are we the Christians have? In the time of Easter, the message of Easter should show each and every one of us that there's nothing to fear again. Now, let us go back to say, what's the significance of Jesus Christ going through the grave, the resurrection on the Passover celebration time? Is anybody who can tell me? Right, 
Passover celebration is the remembrance of the time that God took the nation of Egypt. I mean, sorry, the nation of Israelites out of Egypt. And the time that Christ was raised from the dead was during that Passover celebration. Now the link is Passover, I mean, Passover, this, the Exodus, the liberation of the nation of Israelites was done by God physically. It was the freedom that was given to this nation physically. We saw it, it did happen. But the liberation of the whole humanity was done spiritually by the same God through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So we are all transformed. We are all liberated. We are all lifted out of spiritual Egypt into paradise, into promised land on the resurrection day. I may not know how much it costs to see my sins nail on the cross. We may not know how much what work that God put in to liberate mankind, to set us free, to give us a new future. Hallelujah. Let us read um, John 20, 1 to 8. John 20, verses 1 to 8. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved and said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out with the other disciple and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he stooping down and looking in saw the linen cloths lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb and he saw the linen clothes lying there and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also and he saw and believed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if we... <clears throat> um, Let's go, let's go down to the end. Yeah, go, carry on, yeah. Anyway, from verse 21, up uh, verse 9. 
for as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Mm -hmm. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary stood outside the tomb weeping. And as she weeped, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, they turned around. Amen. Now when she had said this, they turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabbi, which is to say, teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and he had spoken these things to her. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And then the disciples were so glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas, called the twin of the twelve, was who was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the prints of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Amen. And Thomas... Let's say, you see where our <coughs> Mary had an encounter with the gardener. You see how Jesus Christ appeared and called her by name. And I pray that in every situation that you are going through, even when you are struggling, that Christ will call you by your name. And that time, you will get your victory, whatever the situation may be. You see, 
each and every one of these disciples, as we say, including Thomas, that Christ has to do something, restoration, putting them back to where they're supposed to be. Everyone until this time had anomalies. They had something. And mostly, they say that the apostles were afraid of the Jews. Our Lord has been taken away. What next unto us? They are afraid. Pray. Trust in the master. What he was, he's been teaching you. The word of God is a time in those tribulation, in those stricken fear time, is a time for us to dwell in the word of God. Is a time for us to renew our mind. The importance of resurrection is that he came with restoration. He came with freedom. The complete freedom. He came with new identity. He says to Mary, I have not gone to my father, your father. My God, your God. Whatever that is Christ is ours. Hallelujah. About the, the criminal that was crucified. He, he's already on the cross. There is no second chance for him to go and make amend. There are so many of us that are in that category. There was no other second chance. He can't come out of that cross to go and turn a new leaf. He was heading to doom. When he scolded the other thief and said, look, we are being punished for what crime that we have committed. And as for this man, Jesus, he hasn't done anything wrong to anybody. And he says, Jesus, remember me when you are in your kingdom. And Jesus turned and said, tonight you will be with me in paradise. This morning that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. We all, the resurrection promise us paradise. And as for the as for the identity of the criminal was changed to giving him the identity of Christ as the Son of God. And uh, as some people say it, when the thief gets to heaven, Christ is not going to give him a scanty place.
place to say, after all, you were a criminal, save you, stay there. But Christ will bring him into the royal palace. There's no difference. Hallelujah. You are seeing my sin, whatever that has happened in our life has been wiped out, cleaned by the restoration of, by the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, remember that First, he promised us of paradise. And we see that in Luke 23, 43. Luke 23, 43. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Amen. Amen. He did not do, the thief did not do any other thing. But if you look at his life, what he did, more than any other, even more than the apostles, is that he believed. He believed the word of God. He trusted the word of God. He trusted Christ. And uh, he was saved. And the word of God is true. He says, even at the last minute, those who call on the name of Jesus Christ shall be saved. Amen. Amen. Resurrection gave us empowerment and commission to witness. We can't read all of them because of time. But when, um, let us just go with John 19, um, 22, John 20, 19, and 22. Um, before you read, I must say that it is resurrection of Christ that gave birth to church we are today. Hallelujah. Carry on. 1920 to 22. Yes. Amen. Then many of the Jews read this title, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and in Latin. Therefore, the chief priest of the Jews said to Pilate, do not write the king of the Jews, but he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to each soldier apart, and also the tunic. Now the tunic was without seam, woven from the top in one piece. Amen. Amen. Um, the one I was, okay. Um, right. Um, the Matthew 26 as well, but um, a bit of, okay, leave that, leave that, don't worry. Um, 
the restoration in brief. When we go home, let us read Matthew 28 completely. And read Luke 24. You will see that Lord Jesus Christ, even though he foretold his death, in his resurrection time, there were plans put in place for each and every one of us. He knew exactly where each and every one of us is standing. If you can put it this way, we all are not in the same level of belief and faith. We are all not Christians yet. But that restoration plan was done for humanity. There was none left out. The same as the Passover, the, when the children of Israelites was delivered or set free from Egypt. If you cast your mind, there were some that were still, let me say that life was normal. The, 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 the expectant mothers didn't stop bearing children. There were young children. The age, old men and women were still in their midst. What about the animals themselves? Those that do to give birth was, were given birth. But there was no one left out. We didn't hear anyone left out in Egypt. That can never be repeated again. And there is never where we have had the history of anyone taking their people out of another nation everything complete out. The same thing spiritually Christ has done or God has done through Christ for us in resurrection time. So let us today rejoice that Resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ has brought redemption, creating new life. Sin is destroyed by God, and he prepares us for Christ's second coming. Hallelujah. Because of resurrection, death is conquered, and life, and we too, will have Resurrection, we will be resurrected from the dead to live with Christ forever. Hallelujah. Because of resurrection, he gave authority to the church to witness 
to the world if you go to the house of apostle you see every detail it's true that that gave the birth of the church we are now because of resurrection it give meaning to the church sacrament or communion which was done on the last supper breaking of bread hallelujah because of resurrection resurrection gave us hope for the future hallelujah and resurrection assures us that Christ is alive and ruling his kingdom. He's not a legend. What is a legend, Steve? Yeah. I know a legend is, but I'll give you guys the, you know, the, the definition. You're looking at a legend, Jesus. Um, a legend is a traditional story, sometimes popularly regarded as historical, but not authenticated, or an extremely famous or notorious person, especially in a particular field. Why? <laughs> a legend we can say, oh, I thank you, Steve. A legend we can say a past hero or a well-known person that has lived and died. They leave their legacy, but they are no more. They're gone. Other religion, whatever they call their leaders, whatever they, whether it's Mohammed, whatever is the um, the ones of the Mammon, they are. I can't remember their names. They have lived and gone. They died. They died. They're in the grave. But our Lord Jesus is not in the grave. He lives and rules his kingdom. Hallelujah. God's power that brought Jesus Christ from the dead is available to you and I so that we can live for him in this world filled with sin. If we live and trust in the word of God, if we let Jesus Christ as we are wearing his identity, if we renew our mind in the word of God, if we believe in what the word of God is telling us, the sin will, sin will come and bounce off. It will bounce off. It will not stick at us. Hallelujah. We are, Jesus is like an apron that is very visible, but it covers us. When the rain, you know, raincoat, when the rain is falling, we are walking on the rain, but the rain will not soak us. Hallelujah. In conclusion, let us go to um, 
Corinthians, First Corinthians 1, 15 um, to 1, 15 to 29. Now, before we go to read that, although I've mentioned the Last Supper about what Jesus Christ said, the two disciples that went to Emmaus, when they invited Jesus Christ to come with them because it's late, Jesus Christ would have continued. But because they asked Jesus to come with them, Jesus Christ came with them as they were sharing scripture. He opened scripture to them Yet, although that the word of God said that they, their eyes were restrained to know him, but it's when they break bread. He asked for a loaf of bread, he brought a loaf of bread. When they break the bread, their eyes became open. They recognized him and he disappeared. So, Breaking bread with Christ opens our eyes to see him. Hallelujah. Let us read um, First Corinthians and then we go into communion. Amen. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 1, 15 to 29. Lest anyone say that I had baptized in my own name. Yes. I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Besides, I do not know whether I... Sorry, sorry. As, as you were reading, this, as Steve is reading, is in conclusion of the reality of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm concluding with that. Go ahead. Besides... I do not know whether I baptized any other. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where, where is, is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of, a, of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of his, this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. For, for you see your calling, brethren, that shall not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. 
But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put shame to the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put shame to the things which are mighty. And the base of the, and the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. That no flesh should glorify in his presence. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, the, did we read um, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15? No. 1 Corinthians 15, sorry. Um, verse, uh, f verse 15? I mean, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1 to 29. Is that the one we read? Is that the one you know? Fe no, no. First Corinthians 15. That's verse chapter 15, verse 1 to 29. Okay. That's <laughs> sorry. No problem. <clears throat> First Corinthians 15, 1 to 29. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, yes. which also you received, in which you stand, by which you also are saved. If you hold fast that word I preached to you, unless you, believe in, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day in accordance to the scriptures and that he was seen by Cephas and by, the, and by the 12 after. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to be present. But some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. I am the least of the apostles, who I am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I prosecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preached, and so you believed. Now if Christ is preached, that he has been raised from the dead. How do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not raise up. If, for if the dead do not raise up, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life we only have hope in Christ, we are, we are all men of the most pitiable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become firstfuls of all that have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, 
by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one of his own order. Christ is the first, first fruits. After, afterward, those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father. When he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. Amen. 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 As you have seen that Christ is ruling and Christ has will put to an end everything and he will put this earth, everyone in order before he hands everything to God. Hallelujah. We are wearing the identity of Jesus Christ. In every situation you have been, Easter, resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ has given you everything pertaining to this life for you to be victorious. It's a time of celebration. It's a time of victory. It's a time that you, that the mission to rescue humanity was accomplished. There is nothing else left. Everything pertaining to this life has been given to us through Jesus Christ our Lord. So go and celebrate. Say to everyone around you, the Lord is risen. The people that had no hope have been given hope. Christ is our hope. The ones that were living in fear, in that time that they were, when Christ came to the apostles, we heard when we read, immediately they recognized him. Joy came into their heart. Fear went out of the window. Hallelujah. Christ takes away all those fear. Never again be afraid of the circumstances around you. Easter Sunday, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ has taken away all those fear. Hallelujah. Rather, believe and trust in the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30 a.m. at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.